Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I know Shark Week has been around, but Shark Fest, I don't know. Hey, you're the you're the captain of the ship. I'm just uh, the the what? I'm the you're water the boy. S- <laughs> <laughs> you're the s- swab. I'm just a so swabby. Let's go, let's go swabby. I'm ye old swabby. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Everybody, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, your favorite scuba diving podcast with your favorite scuba diving deck swabby Brando. You ever seen a shark's eyes, Chiefy? <laughs> and your chief broadcast engineering <laughs> uh, content decider, Jamesy. He's got doll's eyes and a black. He's got the dolls. He's <laughs> thirteen footer. Hundred and forty-four podcasters went in the water that day. <laughs> <laughs> Only Jamesy and Brando came out. Podcasters in the water, sharks in the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So, hey, man, uh, I got to give you a congratulations. What? Uh, what was my congratulations? I, I think that uh, I think those Quint impersonations a couple weeks ago when we did the Jaws episode, man, that's we've been show's been rocking. Our our listening audience is up. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it it has to be the Quint impersonations. <laughs> it, all, it can't be anything all else. All I can think. It's all I can think. It can't be anything else. Which uh, which got me doing something that I haven't done in a while. Uh-oh. Uh, went back and um, looking at our listens, our listening statistics, and we're getting ready to break one billion. We're getting ready to break a quarter million listens. Nice. Yeah. A quarter big, million. <laughs> big, big shout out to all of our top listening Folks around the world, Personas. and uh, we, we've had a we've had a little bit of a change overall. You mean in demographic change? Yes, in demographics, yeah. not much. Yeah, I'm you curious. know, like it's like when you watch the Olymp. You know, right now should be you know Summer Olympic time if they wouldn't have canceled it. You know, so you know, you'd be looking at all. You typical, you, you watch track and field you know you're expecting to see you know a few of the the same countries in there you know yeah. gunning for for those races and you know the these different sports and we've got you know our top four the uk's been in canada's been in the u.s has been in australia's been in those have been our top four for sure and then the a, a handful of the other ones but as of right now U.S. is still by by and large our yeah. number one listening audience, but Australia's moved up to number two, mate. Crikey, crikey! Like a shrimp on the Bobby <laughs> listening to me podcast, matey. Podcasts on the Bobby. It's Australian for podcast. <laughs> and uh, Canada's holding it at number three, eh? Hey, beauty, beauty, way to go, you hosers. They uh they've been holding right there, eh? Them dear Canadians there. And uh and the good old UK. A spot li- tea with me podcast, matey. They've been spotting the teas and listening to <laughs> me show. 
with with all their fellow chaps. <laughs> Hold me at number four, man. This is this is probably going to be known as the episode where TGDP <laughs> jumped the shark with their their accent. It, it's like. It's like we uh, have been like dreaming together. Or something. Mind melted. We mind melted because that's uh, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, I've been brushing up on my segways. I've, I've enrolled in I'm segway. I'm uh, telling segway you. course intro to segways. I I came across this article about how cable TVs jumped the shark with the, this battle going on between the classic Discovery Channel Shark Week. Versus this new Nat Geo Shark Fest that's kind of popped up over the last couple of years. Yeah. Nat Geo seems to be doing the old copycat routine. It's been yeah, yeah. I saw. I, I wanted. Uh, I wanted to get into that a little bit. It's kind of yeah, kind of uh, kind of cool. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's let's but, shout. But before we do that, yeah. Not only you know are we looking at um, you know something that we haven't done in a while is take a look at our top 10 listening cities currently. Well, my interest is peaked. Let's give a couple honorable mentions in our in our top 50 first. Okay. Let's. We got coming in at number 38, we've got Stittsville, Canada. Stittsville, eh? <laughs> I had a, what's the population there? You want me to pull up some some <laughs> quick stats on Stittsville in case people are curious what our actual demographic is? St- Stittsville is that with uh, two eyes? <laughs> no, it's with, It's like Titsville, but oh. with an S at the beginning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See if you bring it all. You, always bring it back to that. You know, you know, like uh, Steenisville, Wisconsin. <laughs> exactly. Right. Similar. Stittsville, it's a suburban community, part of the city of Iowa, actually, Ontario, Canada. Oh, there you go. It is within the former Goulburn, Goulburn, G-O-U-L-B-O-U-R-N, Goulburn Township. A part of the National Capital Region, Stittsville is immediately to the southwest of Canada, K-A-N-A-T-A, and 31 kilometers west of downtown Ottawa population 41,350 so the size of a good sized college here in the states dang the town was itself the town itself was born in 1850s by Jackson Stitt for whom the town is named he was there the first postmaster in the area you know that the old postmaster pub they were like stitzy you made it they're out they all gather at old Kemp's tavern down in Hazeldean. And he says, and old when old Stitzy walked into into the tavern, he says Hazeldean. Yeah, oh. yeah, the the parcels, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the parcels here. No, I think it was more I like had lots of parcels here. Hey, Stitty, I ain't got my package. And Stitty's by I've been here since I've been here since noon. <laughs> it's not my fault. They packed the truck. All backwards, eh? There's a lot of actual uh, pretty cool little history there in Stittsville. Well, thank you to all the listeners out there in Stittsville. Yeah, the Great Carlton Fire of 1870 devastated Stittsville. Well, another interesting one coming in in number 45 on the in the top 50 is the hometown of one of Brando's favorite cocktails, the Singapore Sling. <laughs> Good Singapore. old Sing- Singapore. Singapore is in in there. Now I could see Singapore. The, I just find it odd that Stittsville. Yeah, is well, in Singa- there. Singapore at like five million people is just a little yeah. bit of a different town than Stittsville. Yeah, and a gr- a gr- a GDP, a gross domestic product of three hundred sixty four point two billion. Yeah, yeah. So, so if all of them sent us one dollar donation to Patreon, we'd be doing all right. <laughs> we'd uh, we, we, we could, could do a live show from Singapore. We could start our own, little and then we and then city. we could do a live show from <laughs> Stittsville. And then after that, we're gonna go to a town coming in at number forty-one, Sao Paulo, Brazil. 
hanging in there. All right, let's go to the top ten. Go do it. Let's go like classic. Super group U2 then. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten list. Let's try this. Classic David Letterman style. Top ten. Top ten list. Starting at number ten. Listening cities to Great Thought Podcast. Coming at number ten. Start spreading the news. Wow. I'm listening to Great Thought Podcast today. Yeah, I want to be a part of it. You're going to be a part of it. New York, New York. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. It's not totally unexpected, but uh, nice to see one of our our bigger cities. It's nice to see the Big Apple part of the Great Dive podcast. What should we call ourselves? If they're you the know, Big Apple, let's be like the big, the big. The big microphone. Know. The big microphone. I was looking more for a fruit. The big oh. tamale. How about that? No, the big jalapeno. Uh, well, cheers to everybody in New York. Let's, uh, Brando and I'll give you guys the famous Manhattan, New, New York, New York slogan. No, move it, Jackass. <laughs> You've been there. <laughs> uh, Brisbane, Australia, mate. Back in the, to Australia, back down Coming under. in at number nine. Another crikey for me, for and, that one. And uh, at number eight, one of your favorite southern towns, Atlanta, GA. Atlanta. I like Smith Atlanta. Shout, shout out to all the Atlanta folks. What about Dallas, Texas? Dallas is a nice place. Do you remember the uh, TV series? You probably don't remember Dallas. Do you remember Dallas with the Ewings, oh, da- JR, oh, who Dallas. shot JR? Dallas was a uh, big show when I was a little kid. My yeah. mom was all wrapped all up in it. Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who Shot JR was going crazy around the country. and uh, Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And that classic, the, the, like the original girl fight between uh, the two. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that one, but it uh, seemed that, to have that, piqued that, your interest there, James. Wow. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's when I started watching. Whoa. There was a little short blonde name. Her her real name was Charlotte something. She was like one of the main stars. She was one of the instigators and in all the fighting. And then Barbara Geddes, I think, was the mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it um, Barbara Geddes and Victoria? Victoria Principal was. Whoa! Uh, look at yeah. you. Yeah, it all come back to me. But and then the guy who you've played got the, Bobby you've got Ewing. The, you've got the whole uh, cast. 12, 12 year like uh, DVD collection, don't you? Actually, I did not. <laughs> I did not hardly watch the show. I seen a few, you know, I would, it would happen to be on or something, but it wasn't my cup of tea. But uh, it was in. It was in your face everywhere. It was always, you know, on the news or especially when that Jr. thing was going on. Now, was, you know what, what year was you, that? I think it was in college. Oh, it was uh, from seventy eight to. Uh, I think it ran into. Throughout the '80s into the early yeah. '90s. Okay, yeah, it was big when it was probably at its peak when I was up at uh, Michigan State. And, yeah, like uh, the mid '80s. They used to have all kinds of different little like drinking party games. Like, uh, well, they would do the the girls down the hall in the dorm would do uh, General Hospital at three o'clock. So you'd be, you'd come back from class, and you'd walk down the hall, and they'd be doing a drinking game. And every time, you know, they'd pick a character or a name or something. Every time they say it, you had to drink. And they did the same thing with the uh, Dallas at night. Interestingly enough, there's a Shark Week drinking game that I, that I wanted to tell you about today. Segue, good segue into the Shark Week drinking game. What, what do they, uh, I'm curious what, what, the, uh, what it involves. Every time somebody... Shows their amputated nub, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or like a tooth scar or stitches scar. Go. You gotta take a drink. Nice. That's the the That's Shark Week drinking game. Just um, a, a town I want to go to, <clears throat> known known for some some shark stories. Sydney, Australia. How about that? It's more of Australia, eh? What are these guys doing down there? They, they're listening to the Great Dive Podcast, it, mate. It, it appears so. This is awesome. 
Maybe they like our, our imitations. Maybe they like the accents, eh? Maybe they like the fact that old James has been known to put on a budgie smuggler from time to time. The old Jump off the back of the boat. Smuggler. Oh, uh, what about uh, your your favorite town of Philly? I do like Philly. Philly's a pretty cool town. I don't know if you've spent any time there. I was Philly coming in at number five. Nice. Home of the Liberty Bell. Here's a here's another town that you love. How come all these towns I, I love? love? Wait, this is also a town that <laughs> I love. This is a town that everybody loves. You know why? Why? It's the city. I of love. love LA. Ooh. We love it. We love it. Coming in at number three. So for our top three, we got LA. We've got Waterford, Michigan, which Waterford, Michigan is uh, you know, a town, you know, near where we live. It has been a Great Dive Podcast stronghold since the early days. Water wow. has all, always been in the top ten. That that is a they beat out New York. That's the, that's the thing. So like the per capita listening rate in Waterford. Yeah, we we did that insane. before. We, we we looked that up. We looked that up before. <laughs> and, uh, like uh, I think last time we did this, you were amazed then, and we figured out that one in. Six households is listening to the Great Time Podcast. <laughs> I do like Waterford, though. It's uh, home of uh, one of our favorite little coldest lakes in the world, yeah. Mesa Day Lake. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, kind of one of our home hometown backyard lakes that we frequent. And it is, it is literally, it is scientifically unsubstantiated, but... <laughs> But that doesn't I, seem to I stop have, the news or anything else, so why should I we? I have sworn I put my hand upon the scuba diving Bible, and that son of a bitch lake is the coldest lake in the world. It's, uh, it's a bit chilly. It's a bit nipply in that lake, for sure. And number one, number one listening community. Maybe it's because of the abundance of Great Lakes diving boats popping up in the area. The beautiful blue waters, the gorgeous coastal view skyline, Chicago, Illinois, Chi-town. coming in at number one all-time top listening town for the Great Time Podcast. Thank you, everybody in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you, Chicago. Truly. That is, uh, some of those are surprising statistics to me, surprising listening cities. Yeah, it's pretty wild holding, uh, you know, holding in at, you know, um, over 3000 listeners a week right now. So thank you to everyone there. Thank you to everyone that has donated to our PayPal and tossed us a donation. We, we can't thank you guys enough. And everyone who stays on as Patreon sponsors month after month, even though we definitely don't do enough for you guys, we always try to and want to. But it's a tough life being a number one gig. scuba diving <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's tough being one of the number one top po- scuba diving podcast shows which basically results <laughs> in a very very part-time very part-time work it's a part-time, part-time gig, work yeah. is exhausting yeah even as our at our part-time status you find that you're still putting hours and hours in every week i know it i know it's, it's crazy but and uh it's all for here, the love of the game Top three, you want to do it really quick? Sure. Top three episodes? Top three episodes. Coming in at number three. Took place this year. Okay. Episode 148, All I Ever Really Needed to Know, I Learned in Cave Diving Class. Oh, not a, not a total surprise. I'm, no, glad, no. I'm actually glad that people like that. That's, uh, that was a, that's yeah, that was a really yeah. yeah, that was a really good episode. Uh, shared around a lot. Uh, number two, one of uh, one of my favorites and one that we got a lot of emails and, and, and stuff about was episode 119, Panic Prevention. I think yeah. one of our best shows because it was really stuff that divers of all levels, new and old, uh, veteran divers, new divers, everybody uh, took away some really good tips out of that one. And still, number one, gonna be hard, hard, hard to beat the the gold star status 
of this golden shower of an episode. <laughs> episode 116. To pee or not, not to, pee. to pee. That's uh that is interesting as well. That tell gives me an insight into the psyche of our average listener where they're at. <laughs> You mean like uh, juvenile uh, mentality? Toilet humor, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and I think our show, we've got a good mix of people that are in it because they enjoy our silly humor. They enjoy how we can bring a smile and a little bit of humor to sometimes tragic situations. But, you know, we we, we try to, like, not just dwell on the the bad parts because, hey, we've all got to move on and stay upbeat and positive and we we bring a lot of knowledge and science to the show sometimes and we bring some silliness sometimes and we bring some facts sometimes and nail them with the facts james then every now and again we throw in something like the loveland frog <laughs> the loveland frog it's always a doozy or <laughs> or one of our sponsors throws in you know little uh which which reminds me, you probably should a little sponsor break here to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah, good call. Brought to you by P Fog, the professional's choice. The 100%, all natural. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent clarity. All natural, reliable clarity. Remember, refill daily. Yeah. P Fog is the. Uh, it's the defog solution that pays for itself over time. The, after the initial investment, you never have to buy another thing. After the $35 bottle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> once, you figure, once you figure out the shipping for that shipping damn costs, thing. Yes. Shipping and handling. Uh, yeah, it, it starts to pay for itself after just a couple of seasons. But hey, speaking of toilet humor, speaking of penises... And speaking of Shark Week, have you have you heard the new the new commercial for Shark Week? No, I have like not. Like that, that's oh, it's a good one. They're they're it's kind of playing on the fact that sharks have two penises. Interesting. Hey, you believe this? I'm watching Shark Week last night, and I heard that the male shark has two Peters. <laughs> Apparently, Mr. Peters already knew that a shark has two members. Of the jury. Today's evidence will show that sharks do indeed have two pickles. Two for the price of one. Ooh, I'll take two. Shark Week. There's still a lot you don't know. Mm. Starts Sunday, August There you go. Shark Pickles. Sharkpickles.com. You can go go to for some more information. (laughs) Sharkpickles.com, eh? Somebody snatched that (laughs) one up. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that, that was a pretty, uh, that's a pretty fun take on, on Shark Week, the shark pickles. Yeah, it reminds, it, it reminds me of like a couple years ago when, when all these stores first started, like department stores first started shipping, like you could like go online and order and get your sh- yeah stuff shipped right to your house, you know, I, it was like a department store shipping clothes and they had this old guy. You know, looked like an old grandpa guy. And he, he says, flashes to him. He goes, I just shipped my pants. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and like they were, you know, they, it was like shipped. You know, they were, yeah. was, there, was there a little, I think they had like a dot com or something like that. S-H-I-P-T dot com or something funny. That's pretty but good. The commercial, I mean, the first time I heard the commercial, I was cracking up (laughs) so yeah so anyways the classic shark show coming up into the summertime was always shark week that's what everybody looked forward to and i mean like everybody around the around the world would watch shark week scuba divers always talked about it you know you always hear people talking about sharks and shark week around the dive shop but something that i like have been seeing a ton of ads for these this last couple of weeks has been Shark Fest. The copycat Shark Week. 
Yeah, there's like a little bit of a little bit of a battle going on between Discovery's classic Shark Week and now Nat Geo Wild putting out this year five weeks of Shark Fest. Five weeks. What the? That's a lot of shark shit stuff. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> five weeks. Would you get sick of sharks after after a couple weeks? I would. I don't know. I like them, but five weeks? Five weeks of it. Hmm. Is it five episodes or five, like, all, lots of, every day of sharks? Five weeks of every day of sharks. Well, this year they're they're adding an additional two weeks, and, and what they think is like a, a really slow summer TV schedule. I don't know if it's because of you know so much production has been halted because of COVID nineteen that for the last number of months, you these, have nothing uh, new. They haven't been producing shows just because of the restrictions. Like they, they can't make TV shows. Uh, you know, having. Uh, you know, watching a new episode of anything fa- of anything <laughs> with everybody, everybody in face masks yeah, and face yeah. shields, you know, it just takes away from the enjoyment of the television show. But so this year they've got episodes like the most wanted sharks, shark Kano, sharks versus dolphins, a blood battle. They got a shark versus surfer episode, the world's biggest tiger shark episode. Okay, so there. This is more of like shows that have a shark theme, but they're they're TV shows. They're not necessarily like Shark Week, which is a documentary style. So it's a little different. It's it's a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. So it's not completely. I think it's still riding the coattails, but yeah, it's not completely a a rip off from the old Discovery Channel. Now, in the Atlantic, Megan Garber, a couple of years ago, put out an article talking about Cable's battle for shark supremacy. Cool. And in it, she says that Shark Week, the seven-day stretch when we, the basic cable-watching public, come together to gawk at, laugh at, wonder at, and be terrified by great whites and hammerheads and megalodons, the appeal of Shark Week is obvious. The festival, she says that Stephen Colbert once compared it to a high holiday, which was probably more accurate than we'd care to admit. (laughs) Because what she says is it's more cultural than religious and therefore less divisive than your Christmas or Easter's or your Earth Days. And it's also fanciful, educational, and winking in its irony. Wow. Something that people from all around the world can... Get behind and watch. You don't have all that divisiveness. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so we have to find things that everybody likes now. <laughs> yeah, good hey, luck with six billion people going listen, on seven. <laughs> appara- apparently, everybody doesn't enjoy putting on a leprechaun hat, a, gr- <laughs> uh, a sparkly green budgie smuggler, and drinking 15 pints of Guinness. I don't know why. On St. On St. Patrick's Day, yeah, <laughs> apparently, no. It's uh, I guess it's that I didn't really look at at it that way, but and not everybody likes sharks though either. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's a good comparison, but whatever. That's cool. Yeah, it's. She cool. says that sh- she says that Shark Week, in other words, is an extended national holiday and yeah. a beloved one. I think it's a stretch. Because there is, at this point, a Shark Week drinking game, which we were talking about a little earlier. Uh-huh. Fans have nicknamed the event the Super Bowl of the Oceans. The Super Bowl of the Oceans. I guess in the, in the terms of number of viewers, yeah, for sure. And uh, for several years now, the Discovery Channel building in Silver Spring, Maryland has outfitted itself with an enormous inflatable shark to mark the return of the festival. Do you think they're ever going to just change the name of the Discovery Channel to the Shark Week Channel? Because that, that's <laughs> well, probably you know, their main income right there. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. 
the uh, the inflatable shark has a name that they put up every year. Not Bruce. It's not Bruce. We know Bruce was the mechanical shark from Jaws. Right. It, this is a uh, this is a more of a caricatured caricatured name for uh, a shark. You got you got any guesses? Sharky. Ooh, close, close, getting close. A little bit. Think a little bit more action. A little more action than Sharky. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's too. That's too, a little too literal. Oh, okay. It's, oh, it, it's more. It's more like, verbal. Like it's more uh, verbal than nominal. Bitey or or. Oh, very <laughs> close. You're hot. You're 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 Eating definitely getting bite. hot. <laughs> Chompy. Chompy is it? There is it go. really? Less Whoa. less than five guesses, and you got the name <laughs> of the Shark Week yeah. Discovery Channel building shark. Chompy. Marketing was my my minor. <laughs> Although, remember what Bill Hicks said about marketers. It is the longest running cable event in U.S. history. Is Shark Week over thirty years? It's been going on. Oh wow. And like like you mentioned, uh, they, they are a lot of docudramas, mm-hmm. right? Um, such as Voodoo Shark in the past, <laughs> The Shark Takes a Siesta, Shark Shooter, Shark After Dark Live, <laughs> Shark after and dark. I Escaped Jaws, parts mm-hmm. one and two. Parts one through 36. Uh, but she does um mention that uh they're yet to offer raiders of the lost shark (laughs) (laughs) or zero shark 30 zero shark 30 i like it let's uh what what are a couple of other awesome movies Uh... that that we could like just throw shark into (laughs) uh how about jurassic shark Jurassic, I think they've done a Jurassic Shark, actually. Really? Oh, yeah, where they were looking at some of those old Megalodons. and. Wow. I didn't, I'd, I'd like to have, uh, I think that, that was a pretty good name. Um, how about Gorky Shark? <laughs> Gorky Shark. <laughs> you remember Gorky Park? <laughs> what about... What, uh, Especially in the time of all these, you know, spinoffs on zombie movies and Walking Dead's, why isn't there a Night of the Living Dead Shark? Ooh, nice. I mean, I mean that would be exciting. A zombie a shark. Zombie shark? Forget about oh, it. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, that that uh actually you shouldn't have said that one aloud because someone's gonna You know take what? That. That's a good point. Hey, they better uh, give us some royalties off that thing, or at yeah. least put us on as like an uh, executive producer role. Yeah, because this is uh, this is out there now. It's in the public eye, recorded on the internet, and the internet is forever. So we, y- you got some kind of uh, record that you had this idea. What about Lord of the Sharks? Lord of the Sharks, I like that. Is that like Lord of the or the Rings? Yeah, like Lord of the Oh, Lord I was going to say we're Lord, Lord of the, the Dance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a that's a Broadway production. That's a Broadway <laughs> production. The Lord of the Sharks Dance. We're doing we're doing Broadway. We're, we're going to stretch this sh- shark shit <laughs> in, in the two weeks. <laughs> we're going to do Broadway shows next week. Don't don't give me away on oh, that. Oh boy. Oh boy. What about um, you know, I know you were a big Napoleon Dynamite fan. What about Napoleon yeah. Dino Shark? Dino Shark. I like that or yeah. Yeah, that's about the best one I can come up with, too. <laughs> Old Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. <sighs> Ashbury Shark. There's a, there's a few you could get. What about what about um, what about two thousand? What about two thousand and twenty? A Shark Odyssey. Ooh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Old Stanley Kubrick. How about um? We move into the. I start. I start thinking of like twin. Instead of Twin Peaks, we we call it Twin Fins. Ooh, no. Now they did. They did do a movie with a two-headed shark. What was that one called? <laughs> two-headed shark. I don't know. Revenge of the Two-headed <laughs> Shark. I don't know what. What could it have been called? It was a blockbuster film 
from 2012 that went straight to video called, they got real creative with the title, Two-Headed Shark Attack. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What about uh, the old biblical story of Noah's shark? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> no. Now, how'd they get the shark on the ark? It's exactly. Did the shark just swim next to it so it was included? Just swim next to the uh, the ark the whole time? Well, you're gonna have to watch the movie and find out. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch uh, the movie. All right. Can I can I get that, that on, can I get that on Netflix? <laughs> yes, it's streaming live. No, it's streaming live. It's streaming. Yes, on Netflix, Hulu. So again, this is in 2015 that she wrote this article, and she says that given all that, it's unsurprising that Shark Week has come in recently. For the sincerest form of flattery. Imitators, right? Yes. Lots of them. And for the past few years, Nat Geo Wild has been simultaneously airing its own version of Shark Week festivities in the form of Shark Fest, an attempt to capture some of the massive viewership that Shark Week has long enjoyed. Last year, so 2014, Shark Week drew more than 42 million viewers. Wow. Not bad. That's an incredible the amount of uh, viewership. Do you that's re- what we need to. That's what we need to do is we need to come up with our own little shark week. shark shark show, which is why I'm hoping that this gets uh, this episode <laughs> gets shared around by everybody. So I think Brando and I can uh, retire. Get our own shark show <laughs> on Discovery Channel. Yeah, I think um, the thing we're missing though are the the visual stimulation that that is provided that. I think a lot tune into because people are gore, gore mongers. You know, it's like you you can't turn away from a, a car wreck. You gotta watch. No, you, <laughs> that's you exactly have to right. See yeah, yeah. The gore. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's exactly what Nat Geo's doing, right? Because uh, they've seen a steady increase, twenty to thirty percent growth every year, and they mentioned that this. Cheeky knockoff has grown even more teeth. Nat Geo began blatantly advertising itself as an alternative to Shark Week. And the narrator, quote, said, we want you to confuse the two. And you will. And we don't care because it gets us ratings. (laughs) So Shark Fest, she mentions, shrewdly is marketing itself as the true shark lovers Shark Week. A slightly more sciencey alternative to Shark Week's fishy program. She mentions that Nat Geo Wild's executive vice president and general manager hopes to undo the bad rap sharks have been given by Discovery's over-the-top programming. Shark Fest programming, as a result, includes such relatively calm fare as Shark Alley, which follows sardines as a shark dodge among the southeastern coast of Africa, and the United Sharks of America, <laughs> which puts shark attacks into a historical and not a hysterical perspective. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've seen some of the the stuff on Shark Week. I don't think they uh, they do a bad job of presenting sharks in a non, you know, like non demonizing type of fashion. Am I am I wrong in that? Now I haven't watched it in a few years, so on a, you know. Well, I, I I agree. Like it, a lot of it got really over the top. A lot of them got really crazy. I think that was right along the times where Hollywood jumped the shark with the all the sequels of Sharknados at the same time going on with <laughs> you know crazy shows you know like. Voodoo Shark and I Escape Jaws and all those crazy ones that you know they were coming out with, and I think for a while, especially early on, where where there was such drama to like the shark being like the easy monster to 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 capture the attention of people to start start watching, then they did move into a more sciency role, and probably yeah. because of the competition. Because again, this is you know from five years ago that that she wrote this, and if I, and if I look at you know, what Shark Fest, what National Geographic this year in 2020 launching five weeks of programming. Uh, there's an article where here on 
website denofgeek.com just uh, from uh, a couple of weeks ago mentioning that summer is the right time to appreciate sharks. Pop culture has always intrinsically understood that whether it was Steven Spielberg creating the summer blockbuster Jaws in 1975 or Discovery Channel creating the couch potato with Shark Week all the way back in 1988. <laughs> 1988. Yes, I remember the beginning of Shark Week. But they mentioned that the coronavirus pandemic has beaches sparsely populated and sharks reign as king of the seas more unquestioned than ever. National Geographic is going to do its part to celebrate the summer of the shark with a five-week supersized shark fest of shark-related programming. Kicking off this Sunday, July 19th. I hope we're getting a a little stipend from from these guys for advertising. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too, Nat Geo. Nat Geo, send us a donation. Buy a bottle of PFOG, Nat Geo. Wouldn't it be nice if they had some don't touch stickers on these Nat Geo uh, dive boats? That and, uh, and, that and would everybody be good. was using a bottle of PFOG. <laughs> I like it. They've got world's biggest tiger shark coming up, premiering on Sunday, where they're out in uh, French Polynesia. They uh, track down and they find one of the largest tiger sharks on record. Oh wow. Did they say how big it is? They don't mention in the description there. Yeah, in the description, I'm tr- sure they're saving that for for us to watch. But boy, I bet you the thing's got to be 18 to 20 feet in size. I've heard of tiger sharks already pushing 18 feet. So if they found something that's remarkable, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. That's I'd I'd tune in. I'd tune in for that. That is a doozy. That's a big one. They got an, another new one, uh, When Sharks Attack, investigating uh, incidences to shed light on why and where shark encounters take place with the hope that if we understand the behavior, we might be able to limit the number of attacks. Hmm. Well, there isn't really that many attacks, is there? I mean, honestly. In the, in the, yeah, in the big picture, no. Right. And as, as we all know, as scuba divers, it's it's... Very rarely is it an attack on a scuba diver. Although they do exist and they do happen, it's really a, a case of being in the, the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, it's, I, mean I equate it to, to no different than, you know, being in, you know, the Pacific Northwest and walking through the woods and being unlucky enough to cross paths with a grizzly bear. You know, wrong place, wrong time. Oh, <laughs> right. shit, this right. is a... <laughs> this is bad news. Well, you, yeah. you consider all the people that you know walk through the woods all over the all over right. the country, all over the world that that never come encounter with a grizzly bear, or even any bear for that matter. Right. To have this encounter with a shark while you're scuba diving, and then have the encounter with the the shark get so close that it could bite you, to let it get so close and so bad and turn so unfortunate that it does try to bite you is is extremely unlikely event right secrets of the bull shark sounds pretty interesting considered one of the most dangerous sharks out there just because it just has a reputation of being in it's got the most man uh, hits is that yeah yeah because yeah yeah, because it's usually in that you know cloudy i was gonna say dark water dark water and it's investigatively bites and it gets you but uh, now they're looking to, to find out some information of this shark that very little information is really known. And they're going to look at how they, how they move, how they migrate, what and how they're hunting. Hmm. So they got uh, a new team with some, some wild new state-of-the-art technology to, to watch these guys and see if they can't figure out what's going on with these bull sharks and uh, learn a little bit more about them. Kind of cool. Oh, how about this one? I mean, th- I'm I'm actually mad at mad at us for not coming up with this title. I'm listening. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hang on, let me. I gotta clear my throat. I gotta I gotta get a little sexier. Oh, here we go. What about? <laughs> wait, wait. Your your wife and daughters aren't around you. I don't want them hearing <laughs> this. I gotta get all excited when they hear this. What about 
Fifty Shades of Sharks. There you go. Fifty Shades <laughs> of Sharks. <laughs> so uh, I didn't know that sharks were into BDSM and and, and leather G-strings and, and whips, but apparently they are. Well, at least according to Shark Fest. <laughs> no, they're going to show new facets of sharks that are rarely chronicled. They're fragile, delicate, ingenious, collaborative, and sometimes even clumsy. So this is going to fully immerse the viewer into the private lives of the sharks. Kind of a cool, different take on what to see and expect. Groovy. And another new one, Most Wanted Sharks. What is that? What is that about? Like the most rare sharks? Yeah, they, they mentioned that of the millions of sharks in our oceans... A select few are so fascinating, they've become worldwide celebrities with legions of fans and followers. So they're going to dive into some stories about the most sensationalized sharks of all time. And they, they mentioned that they're going to come face-to-face with a shark so large, it's been known to eat fellow great whites for dinner. Wow. And they're going to get close up with one that can jump 100 feet out of the water. How about that? 100 feet out of the water. I've seen great whites perdition, you know, attacking the seals and you know, yeah. they come completely out of the water. Right. You know, and for a for a shark the size of a school bus to exit the, the water and, and do a flip as it's a, hitting a seal at 50 miles an hour or whatever it's doing. Just... But 100 feet out of the water, that's going to, that's, I'm I'm interested now. I'm tuning in. Is it a little shark that's like a flying Thir- fish? It doesn't go like a hundred feet up. It it kind of is like a flying fish. It glides. I don't for know. Feet. It says a one hundred hundred feet out of the water. So you may be correct that it only goes five feet in the air. Yeah, or, or less. Hundred feet. And, and, and as was moving at such a high speed, it continues on for a hundred linear feet. Yeah. Interesting. That I don't know. I don't know. But that's going to be on Tuesday, August 11th. Exciting stuff. Now, when I was a kid, I was fascinated with the Bermuda Triangle. You and me both used to like to see see the movies where they had the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Even the movie called the Bermuda Triangle. I like to call it the Devil's Triangle. I I remember hearing stories like... When I was a teenager, first working at the dive shop, and somebody mentioned going to Bermuda, and I was like, what? <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> Are you insane? You'll never come back. <laughs> You're going to go there on purpose? But yeah, they're going to do a show, uh, the, the Sharks of the Bermuda Triangle. So not only are they full of legends about the lost city of Atlantis and Missing ships and planes and whatnot and people, they also have tons of sharks. Hmm. I've known that. And uh, they've got, uh, they say that in this episode, they're going to track an elusive tiger shark named Mabel and move into this area where they say is a breeding ground for tiger sharks. So, yeah, lots of, lots of cool stuff going on on five weeks of Shark Fest. Five weeks. So your summer is pretty much scheduled now. Yeah, Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) So there you go, people. What are you watching this summer? Are you going to wait for August for Shark Week? Or are you jonesing for some TV action? And you're going to be watching Shark Fest for five weeks and then a week of Shark Week. What's your favorite shark? What's your best Hollywood movie that you can substitute shark in? <laughs> can you beat ours? That's the question. Right? And they got to be good. Like, okay. I don't want anybody to say forest shark. <laughs> <laughs> swim, forest, swim. <laughs> swim, forest. Mama always told me life was like a box of Box of what? It's like a box of little arms and legs, little human arms and legs. 
You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom always said life is like a box of surfers. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite shark is the jaguar shark, by the way. Oh. Now, where where did you go to see the jaguar shark? The jaguar shark. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I had crazy eye. I had hydrogen psychosis. <laughs> but if I ever do find it again, I'm going to blow him up. <laughs> What, what would what would be the what would be the scientific purpose really? of blowing it up? <laughs> Simple, revenge. What you, is there any other reason? Yeah, another classic, the old oh. jaguar shark. Now I've I've seen many sharks in my day. Yes, great great whites, nurse sharks. Obviously, you see those black tips, white tips, silky sharks, Galapagos sharks. You ever see a pygmy shark? Never seen a pygmy shark. Did you ever see a green lantern shark? I have not. I don't know when they started naming sharks after comic book superheroes, but the green lantern shark, eh? A cool shark, a cool shark to, to see is that uh, go- goblin shark. That would be really cool to that see, yeah. Be, uh... All right. Well, hey, everybody. We hope you liked this episode about... Shark Pickles, everybody. <laughs> Go to sharkpickles.com and check out uh, what Discovery Channel has for coming up for Shark Week. Uh, yeah, go to sharkpickles.com. I'll send you to Discovery Channel's info about their upcoming Shark Week. Or you can go to uh, Nat Geo and uh, see what they have coming up for Shark Fest, five weeks of Shark Fest that starts up this Sunday for your viewing pleasure. And we will get back to some more crazy scuba diving stories with or without sharks next week. Yeah, get back to some diving. Hey James, let's okay. let's sign let's sign uh, logbooks today. A shark shark logbook sign. Alright, let's sign these logbooks in. Alright. Stay sharky. Keep on biting. Love. Mr. John. Here's to Raiders of the Lost Shark. The sequel. Yes. Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Lost Shark. <laughs> See you later. Okay, everybody. Uh, it's been good times. See you next week. Safe time, folks.